Welcome everyone, it's time to play Wheel of Roguelikes! Here on the Pod Roguelike Podcast, where we plan on covering a game, and then we have to hard pivot at the last minute to cover some other game. Uh, if you're tuning into this and you were super pumped to hear us uh, kvetch about Cataclysm Dark Days Ahead... Uh, you're in luck in that we are investing our time to give it its proper due instead of uh, scrambling in two, three days to cover to Something cover like that. Of, yeah, of its magnitude. Um, I did. Uh, I, so I only had a month's worth of research prep, but uh, we I wound up doing uh, three developer interviews with it because it's a very interesting game. Uh, which I won't waste any more time here, but I'll put a, a link. Uh, in the show notes to this episode and maybe also in the in the cataclysm episode when we get to it but i didn't want to didn't want to string the process out too much here by saying well, we'll get to it eventually so uh we have developer interviews uh which people might be interested to look at but we'll uh we'll come to that later um yes welcome to the grog pod roguelike podcast where normal so yes we talk about roguelike games it does what it says on the tin that's what we're here for Big and small, we try to rank them in the pantheon of things that we've ranked uh, so far as best we can. I am your host of the Grog Pod, the gambling monster that has enslaved you to listen to this podcast, Scott And with me, trapped in my neon claws, are my co-host symbols. It's uh, Colin, it? the banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> banana peel? That's the one. I, I wasn't sure which way we the banana peel. All right. All right. Um, I guess that makes uh, me um, will write the uh, I'm uh, I'm a jester, the rare jester. Well, we're going to kill jester. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's going to get that. No, no one understands that reference. There's going to be five people who get the Lemmy Show reference and then they're going to be scrambling to Google search. What's kill jester? Oh, that, and then they get down a rabbit hole. Uh, yes. Today we're talking about the Karl Marx torture chamber. Luck be a landlord uh, released in early access in january 2021 and uh just released into 1.0 uh earlier this year jan january 6th what a great date uh 2023 uh <laughs> what platforms can you find this on uh, luck be a landlord can be found on steam itch.io and very recently which i think is very appropriate for this game android and ios mm -hmm. i think that uh that, that will suit it as we get to it in a minute uh, this is developed and published by Trampoline Tales, a one-man operation by Dan Delorio. I'm going to guess that's right. Uh, who has created a whole bunch of very interesting-looking itch.io games, and this one clearly being his his standout success so far. Uh, this game pulls in on our Steam data set as the 107th most popular roguelike game, with 7,277 total reviews, 500 short of the magic number. Uh, Colin... Your rent is due, and your payment is a one-sentence description of what one does in Luck Be a Landlord. Pull lever. Symbols appear on screen. Get money, pay rent. Make synergy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anything... Like, that is what this game is, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's the, the most elaborate uh, slot machine game where you actually win instead of lose uh, but and you build wild wild synergies with your banana peels and monkeys and thieves and different kinds of bananas and um 
uh, I don't know what else. Crabs, bananas, flowers. You got the gold coins, anchors. These are all normal things that you find in your apartment, by the way. Coconuts, billionaires, guillotines, <laughs> billionaires, guillotines, of course, rocks, golems, uh, different kinds of birds, golden eggs. So Burns. quite eclectic. Yeah, this this is this is a very interesting game that when I I first got this, I don't know, a few months ago. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're like, we clearly are going to have to cover this on podcast at some point. But I opened it up and I was like, OK, yeah, let's give this a shot. Let's poke around at it and then spin, spin, spin. I'm like, uh, I don't really know. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Uh, the spinning's fun and then kind of packed it away. And then uh, as we were scrambling to to find a replacement for Cataclysm, Will was like, hey, we should we should look at Landlord. I'm like, yeah, let's I'll give that another shot. And then as Will was very uh, excitedly expounding the uh, the love for this game. Like, okay, there's got to be something here. Dig, dig, dig. Oh, it's a synergy game. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a synergy. Yeah, the synergy plus like a lot of the spire like relic, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> obtaining. And mm-hmm. um, in my view, it's just like a the extreme distillation of like almost an auto battler. Um, which I think is an interesting like kind of spin on this stuff. An auto battler with like warriors that you're choosing in the form of these like these symbols essentially and then like these relics to help kind of balance everything out and eventually another dynamic with essences but it is extremely synergy finding and the (laughs) spin happens so fast that you're just like go 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 i can finally um, understand yeah it's great like the appeal of sitting in a uh like a smoky like First first floor uh, uh, hotel complex in Reno, Nevada, where you're just hitting that roll next thing again button with your bucket of quarters in your lap. Like it's well, that's to... that's the thing though. Is there's is, it's almost nothing like an actual slot machine, despite like it having some like you know the appearance of like yep, there is some some a window with symbols that appear. But like I was really expecting going into this game. I don't know about you, but like oh yeah, I just got three things in a row. Like where's my you know like. Mm-hmm. you know three three bars in a row three sevens in a row or something and like you know that's supposed to be the the jackpot or something but like this has nothing to do with that like having adjacency is only like one small like synergy component to like a small part of the game mm-hmm. and so i was i was very surprised by that i'm like oh that's not at all how this game works i'm gonna somewhat disagree with you i think that it is gambling like pretty sh- I, like what? It what is, do you get? We have to is, bet. Well, you got to put your you got to put it, your it, coins sorry. into the Steam it, deck, and then it's not gambling, but it is. Uh, it, it 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 struck that same kind of chord with me. Um, in terms of like, it is one hundred percent roll dice luck. Uh, in terms of like what's coming up on the screen. False. Um, absolutely false. How, how? Wait, wait. Did you beat the game? By the way, just so I know how bad your uh, opinion is. Well, how how far <laughs> do you have to get in the game to to consider to beat it? You got to beat floor one and beat, then beat ten floors. No, I haven't beat ten floors. Yet. Well, then there you go. Let's just <laughs> go ahead and. Uh... Well, how far did you get? Uh, I think I beat the third floor, third floor, fourth floor. But here's the thing, though. I mean, I started playing this on Sunday. You don't really get it, I think, at that point. I don't know. Like, well, like, I think what's what's a fun flexibility element here is that in order to progress through this game, which is not immediately obvious to Colin's defense a little bit, but like, um, progressing through this game, you can just like grind the super easy level 
like I believe it, and correct me if I'm wrong, expert. Um, but you can grind like floor one six times in a row to unlock essences, and you can grind floor one ten times in a row to actually get to the boss fight. Is that right? I'm pretty know. sure that's right. I didn't take that approach. I took the approach I of think like so. going up one level as soon as I beat it, and then just mm -hmm. wait, like playing as many times as required in order to beat it again to get the next and, level. And that's what I did. And I was at like, okay, I'm I'm a pro at this game. I totally get all the the item synergies. I know all the build orders. Come at me, floor four. And it's just been pounding my skull into the into the pavement, just like really. Oh, you think you can handle this twenty five gold extra extra increase at rent payment six? I'm like, yeah, obviously. And then bam, 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 skull right into the pavement. But... I I haven't found it to be that much more difficult per floor. That uh, I mean, granted, I only I mean, I'm I'm not that many hours into it. I didn't. I mean, that's. Uh, part of the I like I, I feel like I I have a higher like uncertainty about my rating of this game because I just was not able. I have been so busy this last two weeks, and I tried to do Cataclysm Dark Days ahead, and was too busy for that, and then I was <laughs> way too busy for this. But like I didn't feel like it was too hard. I just felt like it was. Too there's like random. a there's like a, a light switch moment in this game where like yeah I think there's. When I when I did that first playthrough, I was like, yeah, this game feels too random. But the thing that I was like, okay, it says on the box that it's a quote unquote roguelike deck builder, which I'm like, I mean, come on, come on. It's a slot machine. And then the more that I kind of peeled back the layers of the onion, I'm like, no, of course, it it is obviously a roguelike deck builder. And one yeah. of like the principal components that I'm always bad at in every deck builder game is milling my deck down to like an actual strategy instead yeah. of yeah I'll take this symbol yeah I'll take that symbol yeah I'll take this one too oh yeah I'll take that one just in case and then I have like this bloated deck of like trying to do too much and it doesn't do like any one of those things too competently and this is why you're bad and uh... <laughs> <laughs> so and I feel like that gets into my first complaint which is I'm not bad at milling my deck I'm very good at it. And you get on each floor, how many spins, how many choices do you get? You get, you end up with like, what, 100 choices? And there are 20 slots on this machine. Mm -hmm. I felt like I, I would be like, okay, I'm skipping 50 of these choices. And that mm -hmm. felt bad to me. Well, it, is that true though? Okay, so like, cause when it, like, let's say, okay, you have, uh, you said like, what, like, uh, one, two, three, four, five. 25 wait 5 10 15 so there's 25 slots on your little machine and okay. yeah um and that's incorrect it's 20 5 10 oh yeah i know how to do basic math uh, <laughs> forget what my graduate degrees in uh <laughs> but uh but yeah like you can have like 50 50 symbols that you pick from and will correct me if i'm wrong but like when you quote unquote spin the machine, it just randomly selects from that pool, right? And it randomly selects which column that it puts them in for the spinny spin. Yeah, for like what for the placement, yes, but not for like which what's available to you for selection, right? Wait, so how does the selection does the selection the like have selection some is based on your um kind of a unknown rarity um uh bias this is like I, with, I haven't actually looked at like any of the behind the scenes this is my observation after having defeated the 20th 
level and played it on and on beyond that because I think it's a really fun game. Um, but like, it's, it's essentially like in the game, it gives you some hints for this stuff. Things like the shiny pebble, which say, hey, you get a one, you know, 1.1 times the chance to have like more rare items pop up. And like, there's another thing that helps you if you have a cat, you know, then or like a, a certain yeah, number you get of cats, better rarity, 1.3 or something. And like some are like 2.5 times. And like, as soon as you get these things, you start noticing, oh, wow, I'm getting a lot more rares and very rares and all that stuff happens much, much mm. more frequently. And so like, it's important to like, keep in mind what you're kind of rarity level is which is just a function of like the uh, the synergies between your relics and your symbols i think we and need it be to uh pretty obvious i think we need to talk about the in-depth uh story to this game because... oh i love the story the story is one of the shining points about this game and like this i'm not saying this facetiously i really i love the the story because um well i don't know if you want to say uh well Scott. yeah okay so our our story, like the idea of, of this game begins March 9th, 1776, when Adam Smith published The Wealth of Nations and thereby inventing capitalism and apartment rent price increases, I believe, in chapter one of that book. Uh, but no, it actually starts with like a very simple pop up message that is just from Landy McLandlord at bouncy.mail uh, that says, enjoy your stay in our apartment complex. Uh, it comes with a complimentary slot machine uh, and you can use it to get gold symbols, I guess. Uh, and you use those to pay your rent. Speaking of which, your rent is 25 gold and it's doing five spins. Good luck. Which I took to be as like, you know, this this is your call to action. I think it's kind of fun, like a tongue in cheek thing of just, all right, let's, let's set up the stage for this hilarious slot machine game. Uh, I can't tell if it's a capitalist dream or nightmare scenario, but, uh, but yeah, basically like, you you start with this goal of okay i have to pay rent in order to keep progressing through the game and your rent will steadily increase from 25 after five spins then 50 after like five spins or but like the spin increases as well like 100 150 and then finally uh your final rent for a given floor is lucky number 777 that you have to beat for your 20th your 12th rent payment um, and along the way, you'll get emails from your good pal, Tommy McComrade at Bouncy.mail saying, hello, comrade, your local mutual aid network has heard of your rent situation and help you through trials. We're going to give you two green gems uh, and two black clovers, things? clovers, pieces of coal or, uh, to help you defeat your landlord. Stay strong. Uh, I don't know if the if the green and black things are uh integral to a to communist mythology but um but those are what you use to like skip uh or no to to re-roll uh selections that you get at the end of every rent payment or is that at the end of every spin every spin every rolls are possible whenever you want yeah as well as removals um yeah exactly so uh you you spin it to win it that is the name of the game where you are presented with an with three options and each of these options well okay you're you're presented with maybe two types of options one are symbols and one are items and symbols are kind of like i guess your your card equivalents and those would be things like um a ninja that gives you gold but its trade-off is that it gives you one gold less for every other ninja that you have in your deck or or i guess ones that pop up on the slot machine. Uh, there are things like dogs that are like 
I, a, I love the sprite work in this game. I think it's very, very happy and fun. Uh, but even things just like the little wolf icon looks really like a fun, cute little wolf icon. And everything in this in this game just has like a fun, cutesy little charm, but not not overdoing it. So you have a you have a selection of three things that you pick from. Those things have uh, they'll just like give you gold, or they'll have some other passive uh, interaction with stuff. Can I give an example just so people are aware? I mean, like you mentioned the dog, just like no, you may not. The dog is like, <laughs> yeah, th thank you. Uh, <laughs> if it's adjacent um, to any human type character and there's like dwarves and toddlers and other like uh, miners and stuff, that's like probably like, I don't know, maybe like 20% of the overall deck or maybe 15%, um, then it increases its value by one. So it starts as one value and then it increases to. So it's, um, so you're then incentivized. The synergy there is that, oh yeah, then I should have more people so that I can get that bonus out of the, the dog. And that's kind of like the basic theme in the game is like trying to find those kind of things. Also, yeah. dog's a terrible card, so I'd never get that. Yeah, one. dog's bad the dog because is it can only it can only do one. It, it yeah. can only increase one nearby thing. So I mean, it's good in the beginning. All cards are good, in like the, well, not all cards, but pretty much everything is good in the beginning in the first mm -hmm. like ten spins. And yeah. in the first, what's interesting is that in the first ten spins, like you, I think you, I believe you always start with the same symbols. Yeah, yeah on same your, five on your thing, and they give you like a reasonably good level of flexibility. So it's like, oh, if I want to. Uh, quote unquote build into flowers or if I want to do a uh, a gem based build or something a monkey like build <laughs> only monkey and banana build uh, like you have that kind of flexibility to to start with which is nice um, and yeah like your your goal should you choose to accept it is to keep keep yanking that chain and trying to figure out all right of the options that have been presented to me uh how the hell am i going to make this next rent payment do i take do i add a void creature to my apartment a coconut half or a three-sided die i mean we've all been there trying to make rent payments right we're tr trying to make these decisions and you're trying to figure out okay if i get i get the coconut half would that go like what's the chance of that getting next to the monkey and then being eaten and then being given six times the value of the of the coconut shell and all these things and it took me a long time to kind of get it, but once that light, once that uh, light bulb came on and illuminated all of the gems around it for me, uh, I was like, okay, I think I get where Will's coming from now. And and that, and that point is when you see, oh yeah, these are like this group of things is the things that like are looking to eat stuff essentially like they consume mm -hmm. other things on the board and now i need to have the balance of like these are the things that eat stuff and these are the things that are consumed and like mixing them together but also like over time making sure that you're you have a uh, synergies that build into the end game and making sure there's a nice smooth transition so you're not building right out of the gate towards a build that's like pays off in the really long run like doing a whole bunch of coal which takes 20 20 spins in order to turn into diamonds and like doing that kind of thing and so that whole the, the balancing act i think that's and learning how to balance is where the fun is and that's why i think this is such a great game um i, I think it does after you beat the game after you beat the 20th floor mm -hmm. it, there is a pretty significant drop off in like interest to like keep playing at least that's what i've experienced although because the music's so jamming i do like to like <laughs> just boot it up while i'm just like yeah i've got like 15 minutes sure let's do some spins let's mm -hmm. see if i can beat it again because you know get the high win rate you know it's kind of fun to get that um 20th floor beaten so the, okay uh, I, I want i want you to run me through then like what's your sh how, how do you decide what synergy path you're going down 
because like that was I, I felt like my problem was I I did not feel like I had enough control over where I was going um and it ended up being like if I, I was trying to get synergy and it'd be like well yeah I can kind of do it and it didn't you know like okay I want bees like I had a bunch of bees I had a bunch of flowers I had a bunch of uh bears it's like can't get a beehive yeah that's so, bears and be like the beehive is just like never never bet on that one because it's just like it's so rare to get that one yeah but okay but so you have to like, learn that it's it's just that's, not yeah so that's like a, a i guess maybe that's a criticism of this game that I, uh, maybe i haven't grinded my way through but like you just have to memorize like 150 symbols and how they interact with each other um that's and fun that's that side is fun <laughs> i want like you've always talked it's like about, pokemon come on you always talk about like making interesting decisions and i felt like the decisions in this game are so fast you're like you're just constantly making little meaningless decisions that were not super interesting to me um like i very rarely like i i'm like okay i have to figure out what the hotkeys are so i don't have to move my mouse because I'm tired of like I'm wasting time moving my mouse because I don't want to spend more than like one second on this decision. Mm-hmm. Um and I like realize that eventually I'm I'm just like I'm speeding through this game, I'm like, oh well, I don't know if I'm gonna win. I'll just like you know, go go fast through and I'm like I'm kind of bored. That's how uh, that's how I think I was initially. And then the thing that kind of clicked when when like so yeah, I think like my strategy is kind of like decided by the um like the slay the spire equivalent relics that you pick up. So like, do you get the thing that so you know your first like ten spins will be effectively meaningless, and you're just kind of like picking things like okay, I'll go for items that have kind of like a wide range of um synergies with with other stuff, but I don't know what that stuff will be yet. And then I'll get like one or two, uh, I forget what they're called, like artif. Well, they're not called, they're called items in the game. Yeah. Uh, cause there's, yeah, there's symbols and items. Um, and so if you get something like a, um, uh, Kyova Kernite, for example, and then all of your ores, or like you don't have like any ores yet, but it says, oh, like ores are going to be given one more. And you have like a minor or two, and you're like, hmm. Maybe I'm incentivized now to try to like build in that direction of getting a bunch of ores and then start getting that engine. Like there's a very subtle, I think, part of engine building here where you're like, okay, I have these these like um passive item things that will do stuff when I activate them with my cards or symbols that I put on my machine. Crank the handle. Okay, is it going to happen this time? Is it going to happen this time? And then you get like all the things just like spinning around and getting like the little hilarious sound effects and go pop. And then like all the little gold icons like start popping up. I'm like, ooh, this is activating the the pleasure center of my brain very well. <laughs> Give me that dopamine. <laughs> but but it's not obvious. Like it's not uh, immediately obvious that like oh I should be I should be optimizing for like. Um, almost like a race for the galaxy style engine building strategy where you're like, okay, in my limited time that I have here, I have to like do these things to do the other things. 
in order to get the the gold flowing in here before the next rent rent payment. And that's that's also where like skipping becomes important because you're like, well, I don't want to necessarily add more stuff to my bloated deck. And where crucially that I'm super bad at, removal becomes super important because if you have like these different symbols, it's like, oh yeah, I have like a bear, but I have like three things that are really important for uh setting up for the the like billionaire or dame icon to come in and like chug up all that alcohol or appreciate those shiny gems. Like then I can say like, okay, get mix the bear uh, and try to try to focus my build in that direction. I think, I think that's what my strategy was, but I don't know if Will is going to say like, Oh my God. You, well, I mean, there's, yeah. there's quite a few errors in that already. But yeah, well, okay. I, I, <laughs> counting, I, I, counting I on the rare earlier, but I want you, yeah, go through, go through like how you go through the game. It never count on a rare to pop up. I mean, that's like one of the key things is like, yep, always be like open to it. But if you're like building towards like that, you're talking about like for our viewers at home, the archaeologist is one of these dudes that like for any like mineral type thing in the game, there's lots of different mineral minerals and rocks. It will consume that item and like it will increase its value. And so it's a it's a rare one. And it's super good to have. Mm-hmm. But like if you are if you if you have a bunch of like items and things that are like trying to synergize you towards building out like a get more rocks and minerals, but you don't have the archaeologist, then you are setting yourself up for failure. And so like you're talking about getting miners, which crack open stones and like this, all this, all this energy. What you end up um, at the end of the game though, is like a hand or like a, a, essentially a deck full of all these really low value cards because none of the actual gems or the, none of the stuff's coming out of that is actually synergizes with anything else except for like one mm-hmm. or two cards. And so if you don't get those cards, that's going to be game over in the mid game. And so like, and it definitely is not going to last you into the end game. And so trying to be flexible about like really understanding like, well, I need to make sure that like, like the mi- miners are like one of the worst ones as a result. It's a noob trap right there. In fact, because <laughs> it, it, it feels so good. Cause you're like, Oh, it, it does feel the good. Stone, you got 20 gold out of that early uh-huh. on. That helps so much. But then suddenly you, you have a, this bloated deck of all these really shitty minerals. You're like, Oh no, I don't give I'm doomed now. And so, um, yeah. And, and this is all stuff that like, the learning process is the fun part for me like that, like, because I fell into that same trap. I mean, that was like, it, it, this seems so cool. I'm going to get the minor every time because it has that exact thing. And, and then you just kind of learn these like small nuances over time. And like, um, now at this point, like the strategy is like really in the, in the beginning, it's, it's always just grab as mu- many items as you can. Like, not you don't have to grab every item in the first like 10 spins but like most like you have to just barely make rent happen like it, mm-hmm. that's like that's the key and so you can't just do a bunch of skips and then you kind of want to like slow down as you approach 20 and then basically stop between like 19 and 21 and then like only take things that are like really good synergies or that are like a step in like maybe if if all the average um symbol value is like 1.5 or something um which is to say you have some like you know two you know two-thirds ones and some twos and like a four value thing comes along yeah you should probably take the four value thing but the three value thing that doesn't synergize maybe not and so like this is kind of like the, the way that i approach it here is like you really the synergies are the end game like thing that you have to do and so making sure that like you're you're building towards that and always if you're in the first 20 10 or 15 rolls always getting like the clubs or the hearts or like trying to get those spade synergies going because mm-hmm. that's a really powerful end game build there's like some things that you realize when you've done enough playthroughs like this is a powerful end game build and like 
always pick up a cat in the first like 20 because if you get that item it sets it off and like the cat synergizes with a lot of different items and mm-hmm. i'm just rambling now but like well oh, so, so fun to find those synergies yeah one thing that i think the game well i i would want it to do better but i don't know how it would do better about this because there's there's only so much text that you can display on the screen without it becoming more overwhelming than it kind of already is with a lot of the symbols but what it doesn't tell you is like okay here's the item this is this is what it does but it doesn't tell you what other items like consume it or or like um there's like a was, yeah you need this. like nested tooltips it's like okay this becomes this but then what does that do you can't like right click and then look at the the like chain of of mm-hmm. what like okay i i mean i'm bananas i'm pretty sure are bad but like Banana becomes banana peel. Banana peel trips up thief. Thief gets uh, other stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I want to be able to, like, see the web of interactions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, the other way of doing that is just to memorize what all the symbols do. Well, you can you can do that by referencing, like, the wiki. I think the wiki is pretty good about yeah, that. But I at the same time, it's, well, it's, yeah, I think like, it's better without. Yeah, like, so I think that that's only if you're trying to, like, get good at the game, as it were. But, like, I've, like, there was a a run that I was doing last night, and I was like, okay, I have, I got, like, this really good seed engine going, and then the seeds grow into fruit, and then the fruit gives me money, and then, oh, shit, I just have, like, a ton of fruit in my deck, and it's just getting, it's getting more and more, and I can't get rid of the fruit, and what's the thing that consumes fruit to get it out of my deck? Uh, I guess I could like destroy the symbols maybe, or maybe I could get one of these. Um, there's so for the most part in this game, you have uh, cutesy things like farm animals and fruit and chemical seven and spinning little <laughs> arrows. Uh, and then you have uh, eldritch symbols, which will uh, give you like a 30% chance of, you know, your, your gold, like one of your gold getting stolen, but maybe it'll give you something and other things like that. Uh, so there's like a, a, a wacky blend mishmash of things that you kind of encounter in everyday life and an eldritch horror or two here and there. And I was like, okay, well, I have my, my deck is like filling to the brim with all of these peaches. I don't know what to do with all these peaches. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize there was an item or I guess it's a it's a, a farmer lady who consumes peaches or or like uh, fruits and becomes more powerful as a result. And those consumption items, I think, are kind of key, like a key element to this sort of engine building that if you have things that like produce and produce and produce, you have to have things that consume and consume and consume to keep your deck from getting overwhelmed. Exactly. But I don't I don't know that the game like you have to get the consume thing first before you know what you would want to get the produce thing but the consume things are rare which means you can't get them until later mm-hmm. so that means you have to just sit there skipping and i hate skipping <laughs> it feels bad to do it it feels, it feels like, good though if it makes you win like that's a, that when you do it and you start winning you're like oh now no, i'm better I, I mean okay yeah it feels better to win than to not to win but i could play a different game instead that doesn't require me to do this thing that I don't want to. Like, I don't you, like you, skipping. You've played Slay the Spire. Like, you understand I know, how I valuable know. the skip is and how the valuable the lean deck is. The skip is bad. I would prefer way more item deletions because that's a 
feels like a decision that I'm mm. making to like get rid of something. That mm. feels like, oh, I'm getting slim. Skipping feels like I am being offered things and be like, ah, nope, I don't. I, I have to resist the temptation to take something. It's like, oh, here are three things that may be tasty, but you can't have them because you have to be a good boy. Not you have to. You can't eat those delicious cakes in front of you. you what if you to were to look at them and be hungry? What if you were to eat this delicious green communism gem instead and re-roll those options to see what else you got? Maybe, uh, do maybe it every, every time and it's okay. Yeah, cool. so that, see that another noob strat right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when are you supposed to re-roll? So um, they, they give you a tool tip if you read the emails that are uh, like a little tip, which is like the if the value of the, the rarity roll like carries through on to re-rolls and you get a very high um, value roll at the end of a, after, after you pay rent. And so if, after you pay rent, you have like, you know, you're much more likely to get rares and uncommons and so on. Yeah, and so if you don't like right. those three, so you want to save up so you can keep re-rolling and get like um, more rare ones during that. And so um, that's just one of those small things. But I'll, I'll just add to like the game does have like many different strategies to, that synergize towards removals hmm. and like you don't get it every time. But like there are reroll objects where you you pick them up. I don't remember the exact name, but like you goes into your deck and if they appear on the screen, they'll, they'll blow themselves up and give you a reroll or or they'll give you a removal. Um, and so there are ways to like um, do this sort of there's some object like the jellyfish. If you get a diver and the j diver gets mm -hmm, the jellyfish, mm -hmm. then that'll add a removal to your deck. And so there's yeah, but the diver's a rare thing. Like yeah, yeah. the diver is so a rare much, thing. I think so that's much a, of it is like it feels like all of this game is a noob trap. <laughs> like it's <laughs> that, just that, like, oh, just that. figure out what the 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 few flexible items are, and there's all these cool things that you know exist, but you don't get to play with them because it's stupid to build a synergy for waiting for them because you're probably not going to see them. And like all of the items, like, oh, I know all these cool items. Like, like every time I finish a run, I'm like, cool, I had this cool thing. Like, oh, it'd be like, would it be cool if I could try and do that synergy again? It's like, absolutely, there's 0% chance you can do it. You're not, not going to see that item again. It's, it's not zero. And it's not always stupid. Like, you can take things that are like consumables that are, are bad in general, like early in the game, especially like a bear is generally bad but like yeah if you're early in the game like that's a two-point thing and when most things are one point sure take it and eventually you might get a re you know you'll probably end up removing it maybe towards the end of the game but like it's helpful in the beginning so i, I think that like a lot of these problems can be sorted by just like understanding there's a time and place for each one of these cards like you, there's a viable build around every strategy whether it's crabs and cultists the kind of these weird like ones that take a lot of luck or ones that are more tried and true like the um the different cards and getting like the flush and whatnot and all the items that synergize with uh, like the playing cards so i feel like there's there's an element here that i th i want to say that like the demo for this game did and i tried downloading the demo but it wouldn't let me after i put the game which was weird but like uh, I believe, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the demo for this game has like limited, like way more limited options. And I remember reading a review that someone had that was like, that felt more, like more logical in a way in that you don't have this, this problem of like, here's like 10 billion things to choose. And like, if, if you have like a, randomized subset of it like you, you're kind of a little more focused and you're not like okay i have to worry about 
getting getting like a spirit synergy with urns and maybe a dark humor and com- comedian symbols later like don't have to worry about anything you just have to worry about this one little small section of it um and then the other thing i thought was like well as far as i know i don't think there's really much meta progression in this game other than the um god what are they called i wrote it down the essences essences yeah is that right um i haven't unlocked those yet but like i feel like there's there's an element of yeah i know those those are kind of important later but yeah i mean i've been noob trapped all day long with all these uh the shiny trinkets in my face uh of course i can't get to the essences but um but like progressing like oh if you win a run and you get like um some of these symbols that maybe like unlock more symbols you can kind of like get like oh now i know that this other symbol exists instead of having like the like the full 52 card pickup fly out of your hand and on the floor and you're like oh my god what's what's all this stuff it's like the um the stay tuned and a half episode that we'll cover eventually for rift wizard where you have like ten thousand spells available to you all at once and you're like this is a lot of stuff i don't know what to pick and there's a lot of like item synergies and synergization there to a similar degree but i'm wondering if like intentionally limiting some of this decision space by either unlocking items as you go along or having some of them and i know this is like a thing in in the later game where like you get duds and stuff but um i don't know if that's like more necessary for like the beginner experience in order to be less overwhelming if that makes sense i mean i could see how that'd be viable i don't necessarily know that it would be better i mean i'm trying to imagine like I think it could be. I think there's a chance that, especially if it wasn't just like unlocking one card at a time, if it's like, hey, you just unlocked this cluster of cards and there's like some light synergies or maybe like, you know, there's just like, hey, here, you, you just beat it. Like choose one of three types of synergies you want to add. And like this one over here is the banana peel thief uh, monkey synergy. And this is the, you know, like just kind of like break it out like that. We're like, oh, here's an interesting dynamic that I can add to the game. Like, I'm not really sure if that works out yeah, you have to balance the game across like how many like the different decision paths people take where if someone chooses these two things over here does that like totally break the game because they don't have the the, the rest of the clutter essentially which is important to have right yeah um, they go so to, it would be it hard harder. because yeah you wouldn't be able to it'd have to be just like more clutter of all types hmm. I mean, it's possible. I think I think you could if you yeah. you could you could manually change the probabilities of things popping out. But I think it's really good as is. I mean, in my opinion, because I I just this and I think that this is maybe different between me and you guys. But like doing the the work of of playing enough times to solve this stuff, like this is what does it. Yeah, I like, I, and I think this is gonna fall into one of the games that I I see why you like it, and I don't begrudge you or anyone for liking this game it hits a node that you have and i know you have much more (laughs) than me uh i don't like gambling i don't like that kind of like again i i want to make i want to caution us this is not it's not it's not gambling i don't like unless uh unless FanDuel wants to sponsor this episode right yeah uh i don't well i don't like gambling in general but i also don't like this kind of like spin for luck kind of thing where isn't that all roguelites i mean like no i feel well and and honestly there's randomness sure sure and i think that some of this has illuminated what i like about some of the games and what i don't like 
I like this kind of thing as a method for inputting some level of novelty and randomness in a game. So like, I, I've been trying to think, of why do I like Slay the Spire and not, and, and not this as much? And I think it's because like, for something like Slay the Spire or Monster Train or any of the other deck building type roguey games, if this is just like, it injects new it injects strategies in but then you're still playing the game mm -hmm. there is no the game in this it's only the deck building well the game is to defeat capitalism obviously mm -hmm. but like there's no <laughs> there are no decisions that aren't building the deck there's no fight there's no mm -hmm. okay figure out this set of moves that gets you through the thing it's all the deck building and I'm like okay with deck building. I think it's an interesting way of adding difference uh, of mixing up the experience when you play a game, but I don't want that to be the entire game. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is. Yeah. Uh, so like a good analogy that I can think of is like at a board game night, you have like your super heavy, like games that are like, okay, we're going to center the evening around this thing. And then you have like, enjoyable filler games as downtime this i think is an enjoyable filler game in a good way where yeah. it's not something that like okay it's not like a, a Grifflands where i have to be like okay i haven't played this game in two months boot it up what's the story what's my character's motivation again all this stuff uh i just want to see like candy screw like fly by the screen and watch numbers go up and gold fly everywhere like this this solves that particular problem space very well and i i i get what you're saying about like there's elements of it that could be more substantial but i think for what it is and for like where it's at right now it works it like it seems to fit that that niche pretty well and yeah and that's the thing is i don't really want it to be more substantial like it can't be more substantial and still be the same game true um i think it has just enlightened me of where do like why do i like the deck building thing it's to add novelty to a game i already like for other reasons hmm. i don't like it in and of itself it'd be like do you like rolling dice cool here's a game where you just roll dice and see who has biggest number like no i don't like rolling dice i like seeing i like unfair as a way to get in and like get randomness and get variation into your game um and this is much better than just rolling dice, but I feel like it strays a little bit too far in the just roll dice category versus the like, uh, at the opposite is chess, where it's just pure open information, no, <laughs> no hidden, no randomness, only pure realm of logic thought, which I'm not actually that into either. I like the balance between them. Well, I mean, if you look at just to take, you know, take this to an extreme with like looking at Slay the Spire, perfect play is like possible for like i mean like for, for like any given like encounter like you can like pretty much do the right thing like once you've mastered the game you, yeah. you do the math very quickly in your head and like you know multiple people that are very good will arrive at the same sort of like pattern essentially and so it's essentially just saying we're assuming that you're a perfect player with the, with the fight and that's why it's the auto battler element is like the things on the screen spinning around and making all the fun sound effects which by the way 
you should all speed up to I think like two or three times or or more like speed because <laughs> is there like a turbo those, mode or something? Yeah, you, if you watch those at normal speed, holy shit, that gets old really fast. <laughs> you have to go at least two or three or, or more times. So please do that if you're playing the game at home. But right what about now. all the uh, the sound effects like the cat going like or the um... yeah they still do that. It's just a little faster. <laughs> it's it's yeah it's 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 better that way in my view. But yeah. like. It, that's what I like about it because even with Slay Aspire, once you are a perfect player, then it is just the same game essentially, where all you're doing is making those determinations about what you're adding and removing from your deck and the sort of relics that you're, you're or the items that you're combining. And so in that way, I really love that it is like, in my view, like a perfect distillation of that super fun aspect of the game. Yes, it is removing the actual fighting and the thinking about like, you know, attack and defense, but I think that's where it innovates. I think that that's like, okay, you know, it's, it's, that's the thing that's eliminating while it's adding more to the focus on like these um, these synergies and this really fun narrative. I, I, I thought the destroying capitalism and that whole narrative <laughs> that like I one of the things in the game just related to that, that I just fucking love that really tied it all together to me. These billionaires you can get as a symbol. Um, there's a little like at some point you get this little tool tip that says billionaires have no souls. And that's because all the other animals in the game, if you kill them off, they can create a soul that you can harvest through that. There's like a synergy with souls, but the billionaires do not create souls when you kill them, which I just thought was delightful because you can't kill a, them with guillotines. You can kill them with guillotines. And when you get to essences and there's an <laughs> endless mode, if you ever beat the game, <laughs> but we're working you, on it. You can get up to a billion dollars and the essence of the guillotines. So the essences are essentially like kind of a, an abstraction or a different version of all your main items. Um, but then and, and the, what it does is it, once you get to a billion dollars, which is like possible to do with the insane synergies you can get, you you kill yourself essentially with that. And there's a special award you get in the game for killing yourself with the essence of the guillotine. I think I just I just really love that it's all like, yep, defeating landlords, anti-capitalism, because I think we're all at least millennials are all feeling this. And I think a lot of the young people are feeling this like you know, strong resentment towards like the extremely high cost of living, high cost of rent and all these things that we're seeing a high, high cost of education. Um, and this is just a, an outlet for a lot of that rage because in the end <laughs> you kill the fucking landlord and it is very satisfying. Well, it's a good thing that Will's landlord doesn't listen to this podcast. No, I told her about it. Actually, I told her about that. I told, I told her today. I was downstairs. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm reviewing this game. And she's like, what's it about? I'm like, killing your landlord. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, sounds great. Where can I sign up? Oh. It was delightful. Maybe she lives in a different building and she wants to kill her own landlord. It's landlords all the way up. Yeah. Until you kill God, the ultimate landlord. <laughs> well, Okay. Final thoughts about luck being landlord. What's what's your final spin on this game? <laughs> final spin. Are we are we giving a rating along with the final spin here? Well, or like what 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 else do we want to say about before we jump into ratings? I guess. Uh, I mean, I I think we covered. It's a perfect let's just jump. Let's just jump synergies. right into ratings. It's got yeah. the great narrative. Um, uh, I guess. Oh, great go. music! You guys, you, I'm surprised you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, on you're on right. You're music, right. So that's true. We we did not talk about aesthetics at all. Uh, good music, good aesthetics. Uh, it. I did have to change the font because I could like. I. I. You know, as I've gone further, like I can't read pixel font. My dumb eyes don't like it. I just need to change it to normal fonts. And after being thoroughly bazingaed by Cogmind and not realizing you could change fonts in there, I have learned my lesson 
and uh, now check to see if you can change it to fonts, and you can. So uh, minus that, I, I really like the yeah the, all the pixel art's really good. Yeah, I, I guess think... actually I I do really feel the need to say like that, and this is something that I, I especially look forward or look look for in games is like how much fun can a developer create hmm. with the least amount of effort. And like, how do you solve that? Like, what is like in this in this game? I think approaches like a pretty close maximum for that because the pixel, like the amount of effort. I mean, like, there's a lot of like little things, go, like little art things, but like that doesn't take a lot of work to make it all these things. Like, I, I mean, I, I they were good. They're not great, but like they don't have to be great. Like, I was completely satisfied with the aesthetics here. I was completely satisfied with nar the narrative, just being little like email messages that you got. And I was completely satisfied with like the core of the game just being essentially finding like synergies, which are just based on the like rules that like the creator made. And so it just seems really cool that like when you look compare it to like all these AAA games that are total shit that are not fun at all. <laughs> like this one person created just a shit ton of fun. This this by, game like, is the essence of a slim deck game. Yeah, I and I, I and I love it for that. Okay, ready for ratings or um, yeah, also it, it passes it passes the 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 true test of game. Can you pet the dog? And the answer is <laughs> yeah. absolutely yes, you can. You yeah, can like a dozen people can pet the dog at the same time. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I think I'll go first with with ratings. Uh, I I on revisiting of this game, I liked it a lot more, and I think it was because like I was skeptical of it being a roguelike deck builder. I'm like, yeah, but it's, is it though? And then the more that I kind of more that I kind of like stared into the eye of the uh, the Eldritch Horror uh, item, the more that I kind of got it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it does. It does have all those elements. I think like it does. Like I feel like I want it to be more substantial. I want I want there to be a developer announcement of like, you know, we we had such a success with this game. We're gonna make Luck be a landlord too, and have it just be like twenty five percent more substantial. Like I don't think it needs that much more, but like, or like more stuff in this kind of vein from this developer. I think like yeah, the um, the developer that uh, Trampoline Tales, Dan Dan Delorio. I think he did a, a slam dunk job on this game. Uh, and I want more of it. I want more more stuff like this. I think this is fun. Uh, my rating will sound much more punitive than the way that I'm describing it. In that this is my my number new fourteen game uh, out of the twenty eight that we've rated so far. Uh, ahead of Cult of the Lamb and behind Fight in Tight Spaces. I think like this is this is like in the solid like, yeah, this is a good game you should go check out part of the pack. Um, I don't think it's as uh, deep or strategic as something like FTL or Cogmine, but it doesn't need to be. And it fits that perfect space of like, you know, you're like, this is the perfect game to play like on your phone, on your Steam Deck, on the bus where you have like five minutes and you're just like, yeah, let's let's have some fun and look at some candy fly across the screen. It works perfectly for that. It doesn't need to do anything more. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll go. Uh, I also have it as 14 out of 28. I feel like you talking about it with you guys now has convinced me that I am going to play more of it. Um, it... I, I I so I've I've been trying to think like what would I what would it, there be to make me like it more and I think the answer is what I I I I wanted to do what I want it to do which is once you start getting cards of a certain type the probability of those cards or synergy cards of that like 
coming up more. Mm. I-, I want that. Like, so, so if you start out with bee flavored deck, I want bee flavored cards to come up more later in the game. Um, and I realize that is like abysmal anti-probability, <laughs> but it's how I, it's it, it's how I want to feel when I'm gambling of like me wanting it more means I should get it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would feel better. Uh, I, I felt like it was a little, just it, it, it playing it felt too random for me. Um, and I, I, wonder if playing it more or i'd be able to like utilize that randomness better but i if i was not doing this podcast i would not have i would not play it more than the two and a half hours i have in there right now this would probably be the end of it alternatively as a mobile game i think it would be excellent it's Mm -hmm. really good like you don't need any more controls because it's a really good form for like a mobile just and you could even like you flick it to make it spin (laughs) that's a good idea Um, so but as it is, it's like it's a pretty good game. Um, I I give it a recommend, but not a, a strong one. Is it is it like Rocket League? So Colin and I play Rocket League together, and we always talk about how Rocket League might be a better game, where like or it might feel better for us personally if like I know MMR system is supposed to give you a fifty percent win ratio, but like if you actually had like a fifty five or sixty percent. Like, wouldn't that just feel better? And I think the answer is yes. If your expectation is that 50% and you just like, you know, mm. more often than not, you're you're actually getting sprees of two or three or four in a row when you would otherwise not. Like, yeah, I can see how that might be the case. But then you kind of have to like, as soon as you know about that, like, I think that like, and this might not be obvious to a new player, but like, as soon as you know that the the, the dev is like altering the probabilities unseen, you know, behind. I, I wouldn't, the- it couldn't be unseen. It'd have to be explicitly called out. Mm. somewhere otherwise it, yeah it would feel cheap yeah and so i i don't know i can imagine there there might be there might be something to that i i don't know how much has been done in, in that particular um uh game facet to like modify probabilities but yeah for my for my rating here um i'm gonna blow uh everything out of the water here and say um and this might be—I feel a little crazy saying this because it is such a a sim, simple game in many ways. But this is my number one favorite game that I have played on this podcast. Yay! Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know what? I'm fine with you having it as that. It's there is nothing I would take away from this game. Like all the other games we've talked about, like even okay. And the reason that it's 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 taking the number one spot away from War Sim, which I, again I think is a fantastic game. I got super into it. Also, so another gambling day, simulator. Yeah, and that's another gambling simulator. <laughs> that's another. Funny. But that's at the end game. of the day, there's a lot I would take away from that game. There's a lot that I I didn't care about. A lot of narrative stuff. A lot of walls of text. And I'm just like, eh, whatever. It was really like optimizing that betting game initially that got me hooked. And this one here is just. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of a single thing I would change. I, you know, there's no, there's no symbol. There's no synergy. That's stupid. There's no, like, I love the way it's all presented together. And the only thing I'd say that could make it better is to make not, not don't, I would say don't expand this game. Don't just add more symbols. I think it's, I think this game is a solid container of goodness right now. And if you wanted to like make more easy money, if you're listening out there, <laughs> just make another one with different symbols and different synergies. Cause I, I'm pretty sure you can like come up with a list of another, like, you know, 150 or so like random objects from around your house and neighborhood and be like, Oh yeah. And here's the new rules for how this. They didn't have like soda machines or right. 
pizzas soda machines or pizzas a pizza is a classic symbol letter openers or um like the, the little the little tab that you put in your uh in your bike's uh hydraulic disc brakes to keep them from cl- uh, clamping whatever that thing is I, I think or it should be like your lawnmower. Right, exactly. And and the way that you can keep the theme and keep it really like tight on the like anti-capitalism thing, which I love, is instead of like killing your landlord, now you're killing a CEO. Like you're actually like you're <laughs> maybe you're, you're an office worker. You're an office worker. And like, you know, oh, every, okay. yeah. every five days you have to fill out a Kill your boss. TPS reports. And Kill if you don't get boss. the TPS reports in and you have to earn TPS, I don't know, like, you know, that kind of a dynamic. Uh-huh. Um, and you can apply this to, I'm sure, lots of different like, you know, uh, you know, ways anti-capitalism sort of like uh, themes, but I just I think that that would be a really fun expansion. And if you want to make more money on the same base idea, it's a real easy way of doing it. So t- best game, um, I I love it, and um, I, I put thirty hours into this game. I think I'm gonna say it's it's done at this point. I might still crack it open here on like on the side while watching uh, Star Trek TNG late at night um, because it, I can't put all my attention to that <laughs> show. It's it's a good. Sh- I mean, it's just it's one of those things you fall asleep to, but. Uh, it's great game. Love it. You should all play it. Yeah, I would 100% play an expansion for sure. Um, well, that is gonna is gonna wind us down here. Uh, if you want to to send your comrade sympathy into our bouncy mail, uh, you can do that at grogpodzone. Grogpodzone at gmail.com is what it says. Uh, our Mastodon is grogpod at gamedev.place. And finally, our website where you can see all of our rankings and data and other stuff that, that we have is grogpod.zone. Uh, normally, this is where we would have our teaser for our, our next episode. But uh, we're going to leave it a, to be a, a special secret this time because we had quite quite a number of games uh, suggested to us by the community, which is always a, a fun thing to see. But uh we're gonna leave it a secret until our next episode i think we have uh some fun some fun new announcements uh uh to come down the pipe and uh what better way to do it with a with a listener request week so stay tuned for that next time we will definitely be covering that not rug pulling you and then accidentally covering cataclysm instead but uh but in the meantime to play us out from this episode some tunes from when you're behind on your gambling debts and you need to hire a human hunting general to clear out your apartment slot machine and make rent for the week. We've all been there, right? <laughs> <laughs>